VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Play of the day coming up. Got some information about the uh, ongoing hearing with Deshaun Watson. Have that for you coming up as well. The agent for Freddie Freeman strongly denied a tweet from Fox Sports Radio host Doug Gottlieb that uh, he withheld from Freddie Freeman the Braves' final contract offer. That agent is Casey Close, who's been around a long time, and said that he is considering legal action over that report. He called Doug's tweet uh, reckless. Uh, said there's no truth whatever whatsoever to what Doug Gottlieb recklessly tweeted, and I would testify that under oath we are currently evaluating all legal options in this matter. What Doug tweeted yesterday that... Uh, the, the agent never told Freddie Freeman about the Braves' final offer. That's why Freeman fired him. He found out in Atlanta this weekend. It uh, isn't that rare to have that happen in baseball, but it happened. And uh, he followed by that by saying uh, Casey Close knew Freddie would have taken the Atlanta deal. Let's bring in the uh, great baseball writer, Tom Berducci, Sports Illustrated, kind enough to join us. Tom, thanks for joining us. Let's go back to the World Series. It felt like it's a foregone conclusion that Freddie Freeman was going to leave the Braves. Or certainly it was talked about a lot. What do you remember about that covering the World Series? Yeah, I think all of us in the media kind of took it for granted that Freddie was just a Brave for life, right? The team drafted him at a high school, basically grew up there. Um, 
But, you know, I started to hear from other people. Freddie was telling people that, hey, you know, if the Braves don't treat me right, if they kind of drag their feet on this, I wouldn't mind going back to Southern California. He's from Orange County, obviously, and that had an attraction to him. It wasn't his goal. I mean, he he made a plane. He wanted to remain a Brave for life, and the Braves said they wanted to keep him. So based on what the motivations were, at least publicly, Dan, we all thought, this was a marriage just waiting to happen to get it locked up. But it kind of reminds me of the Albert Pujol situation, right? The Cardinals win the World Series. We all think Albert's going back to St. Louis. And St. Louis made an offer that really he, it was easy for him to decline based on what the market was. And, uh, and Albert left. But I wonder, do you think the Braves wanted Freddie Freeman back? Is there, is there maybe, like the Cardinals, I think, were thrilled that Albert Pujols Hey, we tried. We couldn't keep you. You went to the Angels. You got paid. They got the 10 best years. Could this be similar that the Braves said, hey, thank you, Freddie. Take that offer. You can't turn that down. I think it might have gotten to that point, Dan. I don't think they started that way. I do believe that they wanted Freddie Freeman there. And don't forget, we had the lockout, which put everything on hold. Now, when you got a franchise player like that, it shouldn't get to the situation where it's on hold through the lockout. That should have been done before the lockout. It wasn't. But I do believe the Braves' initial plan was, yeah, we want to keep Freddie Freeman here. must be a way to do it. But on the other side of the lockout, remember, everything now is under fast forward, right? It's not business as usual. Opening day is just three weeks away. you got to ramp up and figure out what your roster is, who's going where. There was a little bit, you know, planned negotiations under a gun at that point. Again, it shouldn't have got there, but it did. So now everything is sped up. And I do think at that point, the Braves started to consider, what if we can't re-sign this guy? We've got to pivot now. And obviously, Matt Olson was a great way to pivot. But I, I don't think that's how they started. Yeah, probably didn't. But they probably got to the point where they said, look, you're going to make, they're going to offer you more money than we can offer you. And then you start to... I, I think that preemptive strike with getting Olsen in and then maybe Freddie Freeman says, wait a minute here, what just happened? And I don't know, like, you know, why does he fire his agent? Why does he fire Casey right. Close? Well, I mean, he said in a tweet, I'm not sure he can acknowledge Freddie put out a statement that um, he didn't say he fired him. He basically said it's on hold right now and he's working through some issues okay. based on what he heard over the weekend in Atlanta. I'm sure he heard from Braves people probably a different story than what his version was or what he understood it to be. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but he's got to sort this thing through. But yeah, I think in his heart of heart, Freddie wanted to be a Brave. And, and I think he was blindsided when the Braves pivoted to medals. Yeah. And the Braves are, listen, they're a smart organization, as every team is these days, and realize we can get a guy who's younger, cheaper, we're buying the best years of medals. And well, let's face it, with Freddie, you're buying his decline in his 30s. From a purely analytical business point of view, it was easy for them to pivot at that point because they had a good option right there. And on a bonus, he's, the kid's from Atlanta, Matt Olson. <laughs> uh, so that would help people get over kind of the shock, really, of losing Freddie. But what do you think happened this weekend where, you know, I was told that Freddie was aware of this in April, but didn't want right. to make a big deal out of it. And then the wave of emotion when he went back to Atlanta, it's one thing to get that that you know response welcome home but do you think somebody throw out a name from the front office pulled him aside just say hey just so you know we did want to keep you i could have been that it could have been a player it could have been a staff member it could have been a lot of people who maybe was getting stories secondhand but i do think being back in atlanta 
And let's face it, everybody was revisiting, why is it Freddie in a Braves uniform? So a lot of info or semi-info was churning at that point, and I'm sure Freddie heard about it. So yeah, I think this had a lot to do with it. Like he probably heard something that he had not heard before. And let's face it, the Braves want a relationship with Freddie Freeman going forward, right? Yeah. You know, he's not going to finish his career as a Brave, but when he's done, he's still going to be thought of as, you know, the a world champion with the Braves and an MVP with the Braves, uh, probably going to the Hall of Fame as a Brave. All those things are important, right? So that relationship does need mending. And I think Freddie in his heart felt it emotional, as you said over the weekend, very emotional. So the easy way out is blame it on the agent, right? And we don't, I don't think we really know what actually happened, what the final figures were, but I've seen this happen a lot before where, where you want to mend a relationship, the agent is the easy one to blame. You don't need a relationship or at least an emotional one going forward where I think Freddie wants to repair it with the Braves and the Braves want to repair it with Freddie. Do you think Casey Close uh, goes after Doug Gottlieb and sues him? I don't know about legal. I mean, people say that. We'll see. I mean, he, you know, obviously, based on the, the words he chose, he's extremely angry. Listen, Casey's been doing this for a long time. This is not someone who just woke up and was an agent last week and was in over his head. He's got a sterling reputation in the business. He's been doing it, I think, at least 30 years. And there's never been an instance that I can remember where he went, let's call it going rogue on a player, where you actually, it's unbelievable to think about this could happen, where any agent yeah. would have an offer from a team and the team where the player wanted to play and didn't tell him about it. And again, Dan, we're not in a situation where you could slow play things. Things were moving very quickly. There wasn't time to slow play things. It's hard to believe that scenario happened. Maybe it did. We don't know. I, I think we need and i think we will hear more from casey close because we haven't heard and i think it's time somebody does and probably casey um to really define what went down i'm talking about revealing some of the offers or at least the parameters of it uh so that people have a better idea and especially freddie has a better idea of what happened yeah i wonder if there's paperwork emails things like oh, they that. keep notes dan yeah i mean i don't know yeah. about emails but they definitely keep notes and figures every agent every club has a written account of all the talks that go on how do you think this is going to you know he homered last night freddie freeman yeah. um and then now he, and he's batting over 300 the hometown crowd gets to cheer him or welcome him or whatever they do starting tonight but uh how do you think this is going over with the dodgers the locker room itself, because Clayton Kershaw kind of hinted at, uh, hey, uh, you know, you're with us now. <laughs> I saw that. That was interesting, right? He yeah. said, I hope we're not second fiddle. <laughs> I mean, you did sign a six-year deal there. You are a Dodger. As you said, he's hitting well. I just think last weekend was just so emotional for him to be back in Atlanta. Um, I, you know, there's still not closure to what happened in Atlanta to Freddie Freeman, so I think he still has to work through that. But I think the feeling of, you know, having an attachment to the Braves will not be as strong as it was last weekend, just because physically he was in Atlanta and hearing some things. But I, I did catch that that uh, quote from Clayton Kershaw. It was really pretty telling. And I think the players have to say in the Dodger clubhouse, hey, man, you're wearing a Dodger uniform now. Let's get over this. <laughs> if I gave Freddie Freeman a mulligan, what do you think he'd do? I think he'd be wearing a Braves uni right now. And I, again, I say that because you saw the emotions over the weekend. That wasn't somebody who would turn the page and had closure, a closure. This was someone who had real strong attachments to that organization. And listen, it's pretty cool for him to be playing in L.A. You know, he's got his wife, his kids, his dad are up in the suite watching him every day. He's got a, 
I think apartment in Studio City, 10 minutes in the ballpark. It's not a bad place to play and live, right? You're playing for the Dodgers in LA. So I think over time he's over it. But um, Freddie's an emotional guy. And it wasn't just over the weekend that you saw that, Dan. So that attachment is real. And, and I think if he had a do-over for the right money, of course, that's always the deciding factor. I think he would be a brave. I didn't cry like that at my dad's funeral. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought, you know, a one-off. Yeah, he's in that first press conference i thought okay i get it it's really reality is hitting him but reality kept hitting him all day long all night long it was weird <laughs> but that's freddie you gotta love him for that because he doesn't try to hide anything everything's real with freddie before i let you go uh i know rob manford the commissioner did an interview with espn talks about uh, robot umpires by 2024 and also expansion is this inevitable that uh we're gonna have the automated strike zone and if we do have expansion where are we going uh, well, first of all, you have to resolve Oakland and Tampa Bay, their ballpark issues before we expand. You've got options in Nashville, Montreal, Las Vegas. Those are probably the top three for me. And I think those two teams, they don't solve their issues locally. They wind up filling two of those three spots. Okay. The owners do want to get to 32. We're a long way off because I, I think the Oakland and Tampa Bay needs to be resolved. Robo strike zone, not robo ups, robo strike zone, I think is definitely happening. But I'm starting to think they really like this challenge system that's in place in the minor leagues. They use it as a hybrid, Dan. I don't know if you heard about this. It's sort of like Hawkeye and tennis. And you're watching Wimbledon. It's great, right? There's a line called. The guy said, that was out. Everybody looks at it. In three seconds, you realize whether the ball's in or not. The crowd gets into it. The, the visuals of it are great. You could do the same thing, and they are doing that with baseball. So the batter gets punched down on a pitch that's a foot outside. He says, well, I want to challenge that. It pops up on the screen. You can see it's a ball redo not redo the pitch now it's a ball i like that system rather than going full on robo um because i'm telling you if you want that system it's going to cause a lot of problems you know watching a game when the counts three and oh is the strike zone the same as when it's owing to no of course not <laughs> umpires you know they're arbiters of the game they move the game along that breaking ball is 12-6 that catches a robo strike zone and it's not a strike as we stand here today that's going to create huge problems so I kind of like this challenge system. I'm coming around to that where you do have the strike zone to get the right biggest, to get the biggest calls right, right? Maybe it's not important to get 100% right every ticky-tack call in a seven to nothing game on a three no count. But that call that changes the game and you watch games, Dan, you realize that, you know, you realize some counts actually change the outcome of the game. Get those ones right. And I'm telling you in the minor leagues, it happens in three or four seconds. It doesn't slow the game down. I'm starting to think that's the way forward. The technology is there. Um, and so far, the reviews have been good from the players in the minor leagues. I know you're busy. Thank you again for joining us, Tom. You got it, man. Anytime. That's Tom Verducci, Sports Illustrated, baseball senior writer. I like Tom. He speaks in sound bites. That's what we like. You get somebody, you ask a question, get a nice sound bite there. Uh, I do think that, uh, you know, robo-umpires are coming. And uh, they're trying to speed up the game. I don't know if adding more teams, more baseball helps, but they're trying to speed up the game, trying to cut off about 30 minutes and uh, pitch counts. So there's a lot of things that are involved there. As far as the Freddie Freeman stuff, you know, the, my gut feeling is, and it's just a gut feeling of trying to read this. Now, I, I do have a source on this, but I, I, I don't want to be... I don't want to be loose with this because that you know there there's a lot going on here, um, a lot of emotion going on here, but you know if you want to blame the agent, okay, um, 
Did he get the final offer? Did the Braves want Freddie Freeman back? That would be something that I would keep an eye on. If, if, that, could, if that ever emerges, that, did they want him back at that price? Now, you do maybe initially. You're like, you're Freddie Freeman. We just won the World Series. We'd like to have you back. But then all of a sudden, you start to realize that that hot air balloon is floating further and further away. And it's got a big dollar sign on it. You're like, do we want to spend this money? Uh, is he the right guy for us as we move forward? I'm just, I'm curious about that. If maybe the Braves said, you know what, Casey, you should tell Freddie to sign that deal with the Dodgers, right? And they found a cheaper backup option and jumped on it. And I think that's when reality set in. And, and maybe Freddie Freeman, now I would say, and I did say this before to my agent when I was at ESPN, Whatever happens, I still want to be here. You can give the indication that maybe I would go elsewhere. But I always wanted to stay there. Not one of those, hey, don't let it get out of hand where they go, uh, all right, uh, see you later. I never wanted it to get there. And I gave those directions to my agent. I don't know if Freddie said, look, whatever happens, bottom line, get me top dollar, but give me top dollar from the Braves. That's what I'd be curious about. And Doug Gottlieb does cite a source and maybe another source on this with Freddie Freeman. But I don't know, you know, is the agent going to produce anything, an email, a text? But I was told that Freddie was aware of what happened in April, but didn't want to make a big deal out of this. So I think there's a lot of, you know, the brave side of this, Freddie's side of this, the agent side of this. Uh, the Dodgers side of this, Doug Gottlieb side of this. There's a lot of semantics that goes that that's, appears to be going on here. But I think it's it's emotional. Even when I went back to ESPN for the 40th anniversary, uh, it was emotional. But I didn't want to be back there. Like I just okay, this is emotional, and I like what I'm doing now. Love what I'm doing now. But in the moment, I'm emotional. But at no point did I go, I want to stay here. Well, I go back to my hometown. I don't want to go back to my hometown and move back there. Jenny get, Batchy? Jenny Batchy is not there. Oh. She, she moved north in Ohio. If she was there. Yeah, well, that Ohio doesn't exist anymore, Dan. No, it does not. No, it does not. I'm actually going back to my hometown. My hometown. My hometown. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going back? What are you going back there for? Uh, see my brother, see some friends. You know, just uh, you gonna hit the pleasure in? I might. I might. Why Get the not? bros from high school back Get together? No, no. There's there's no road trip there. Not not with the shorties. But um, my dad went to a bar called the Pleasure Inn, <laughs> and it was just a bar, by the way. You know, I mean that. If, I've been outside the Pleasure Inn. And it's phenomenal. Oh, that's right. When we did the road trip, yes. we stopped there. Dude, I went through all of your old... I saw Kings Island. I saw the yeah. whole Mason, Ohio. Yes. Went through the whole thing. Back then, I was an Indian on the train ride. I, I don't know if they even have it. I'd be a Native American on the train ride. And it would be frowned upon where you had... You know, there'd be a train that went around, and then we act like we were attacking the train. That was, I got dressed up. That was my job at Kings Island. I'm going to guess they don't do that anymore. <laughs> that had to be years ago, right? Many. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. Daniel Snyder would do that if he had an amusement. Oh, he does. Doesn't he have six flags? Um, but yeah, going back there, my hometown. Yeah, Pleasure Inn. My dad would take us to the Pleasure Inn. What do he get? Like a beer and a hook? Beer and a hook. Yeah. First time I ever heard of that. You got a beer and then the hook would be the, the top that was on the whiskey. When you pour it, it has a hook to it. Yeah. And we'd sit there and my brothers, I'd have a Fanta orange and um, we'd play bumper pool. I was probably seven or eight. Attaboy. You know, I'm, I'm bellying up to the bar. It's the best. Yeah. And my dad would be there and he'd walk in. They'd go, hey, Jack, how are you? He'd go, ah, give me a beer and a hook. And uh, to this day, when I say to my brothers, hey, how about a beer and a hook? I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, Paul. Remember that first time your dad cracked like a hams and let you just sip the foam off the top? And, all right, give it back. You know, that old no, thing. No, it was always bad beer. It was Blatt's. Wiedemann? Well, I don't know that hams was considered. <laughs> well, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm not sure that no, was like the that, uh, you know filet mignon of beers. Right. You know what? It might have been. In it, the Midwest, my dad was big on hams, old-style Stroh's, Schlitz. Stroh's. We never took my dad his beer. He would put it in the refrigerator, and we would never take it. And he'd go, why do you guys don't, why don't you guys never take my beer? And we're like, no, we're not going to drink that. We had free beer in the refrigerator. He thought we would steal it. And I was like, no, I'm not taking your Strohs, your Blatts. Like, doesn't Blatts sound like it's not going to taste well? It sounds like what you get from drinking too much beer <laughs> rather than What's drinking What's he doing? The beer. He's out there Blatts. Yeah, he's got the Blatts. Oh. Rough night, Blatts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We were just talking about spring training, playing baseball, going to baseball games, playing softball, and I just brought back that taste when you're there at a spring training game and you get to have a Miller Lite. It's a warm afternoon, Scottsdale, Arizona. Beer here! Paulie used to be a beer vendor. I was a beer vendor at Scottsdale Stadium, and I slung Miller Lite, so I was just throwing them out there. Okay. Not literally. Okay, but just that cold, refreshing taste. The crack? Yes, not the crack of the bat. Which is better, crack of the bat's crack of the beer? Oh, I'd crack of the beer, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Miller Lite, it tastes like beer. How about that? That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And you should too. They've been doing this since 1975. The original light beer, everybody else is just trying to imitate them. Less filling, only 96 calories. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite, get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Kevin in Ohio joins us on the program. Good morning, Kevin. What is uh, what is on your mind? Good morning, DP. Uh, just want to thank you guys. Uh, you guys bring us a lot of joy here in Ohio, and uh, we want to welcome you back this weekend. Well, thank you. My question to you, Dan, is who do you most think your jump shot is like? Um, I'm a UD fan. Would it be more like Jack Zimmerman or Jim Paxson? Um, I'd like to think I was a better shooter than Jim Paxson. <laughs> what? Of course you do. Who wouldn't want to think they're better than Jim Paxson? Jim Paxson didn't have range. Jim was a spectacular player. Jack Zimmerman had range. I'd like to say Clay Thompson, you know. Now, you're referring to the Jim Paxson who did play 13, in 13 yeah. years in the NBA. Yes. Half of them as a starting shooting guard. Yes, he was a scoring guard, not a shooting guard. <laughs> Big difference there. God. He averaged 22 a game. That's okay. There are a lot of guys that, you know, average points. Are they great shooters? Nick Wright joins us, co-host, Fox. First things first. I know. What are you talking about, Dan? Just talking about my jumper. No, and I know it's your favorite topic, but at some point, you know, reality's got to set in. 
I mean, Jim Paxson hit a jumper to win a championship. No. And you no, just no, said. No, no, I, no, 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 no. Oh, John Paxson. Yeah. I thought you were talking about John Paxson. Okay. All right. Jim Paxson, you know what, is out of my purview. Okay. I think the caller was was would be more interested in John Paxson, to be totally honest with you. Jim Paxson. Uh, okay. You know what? I, I started off on a bad foot. I thought we were talking about John Paxson. I realized it as I said it. Saw a little twinkle in your eye. You're like, oh. I got Nick in the jackpot. Yep. Okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Because you're an NBA historian, and I just... Historian. Yeah. That is true. Okay. It's a bad job by me. Yeah. But you also did just say you like to be more like Clay Thompson, who might have the prettiest jump shot in NBA history. Thank you. No, that's not a no. Oh. What do you mean, thank you? <laughs> well, I was saying Clay Thompson oh, okay. might have that. All right. Not you have that. Okay, but, if you're going by just looks of jumpers, just the cosmetics of this... um. You put Reggie Miller's in last place. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're not. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Ray Allen, Clay, Steph. Um, I don't put Steph there. You don't think I don't that's think a, Steph's a, a, a jump? I don't think like his form and release are as pretty as Clay or Ray Allen. And I'm trying to find other guys. I think Steph is just, it's just the best. You know what? I mean? It's just the best jump shot ever. But as far as like when you watch it, and you're like, oh, that is that is picture perfect, like King Griffey Jr. swing. Ray Allen and Clay are the two guys that come to mind ahead of everyone else. Well, uh, I, I think ahead. I think Steph has to shoot that way to get his shot off. He does have to take different angles. Clay is a catch and shoot. Ray became a catch and shoot. Steph is not a a catch and shoot player yet, but he, you know, he might emulate his father later in his career. Well, yeah, I was going to say Dell kind of had a prettier jumper than Steph. And again, this is, I'm not, listen, I'm not Draymond Green. I'm not taking shots at Steph Curry. (laughs) That's not my place right now. I, I think it makes it more remarkable what he's able to do, but also because of the different angles and the, because of his size, he he can't do it as traditionally as some other guys would. But this isn't what you wanted to talk to me about. So go ahead. Sorry. Is everything okay with you and Draymond Green that he, he called you called you out, called you Nikki? Give give us a summary of why Draymond Green has a problem with you. Well, because Draymond Green's true passion is media criticism, not basketball discussion. And Draymond, like let's let's be very clear here on what's happening with Draymond Green. Draymond Green finds does not see the obvious hypocrisy in his opinion that if you didn't play in the nba you shouldn't have a seat at the table at discussing or criticizing or critiquing nba players however if you have no training whatsoever in journalism commentary or media you of course are able to criticize professionally trained journalists commentators media and by the way I, I think athletes turned commentators is a great thing. I am not trying to exclude anyone from the group. I, I think there's an obvious hypocrisy in those trying to exclude others, not wanting that same exclusion to happen to them. But the other thing is this, like Draymond is, he's running out of content. And so Liz, we talked about my Andrew Wiggins thing. He had a lot of my Andrew Wiggins stuff wrong. They're saying that I need to, you know, own up to the opinion. I tweeted out. The Andrew Wiggins take the moment the Warriors beat the Mavs. I'm the one that put it back into the ether, but that's fine. 
But that got that got him some traction. People were like, oh, yeah, kill Nick on Andrew Wiggins. So he does it right after they win the championship. And then he goes on a little 10-day break. And the next podcast, and it's like, oh, boy, this time of year, the sports commentary game's a little tough. So no, no games going on, no sports, no stories. So let's just run it back. But then Skip was on vacation, Stephen A's on vacation. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, boy, you know what? <laughs> What if I run that same Nick, almost word for word, the same Nick Wright opinion, but I'll call him Nicholas. Woo-hoo! Oh, that'll get him. That'll get him. And so listen, I get it. Uh, new media. And so, you know, I mean, they're coming for all of us. But I just, you know, I'm excited to see what the next chapter is. We're talking to Nick Wright. He is a co-host of uh, First Things First. You don't take time off like Skip and Stephen. You guys are always there grinding. Well, no, that's, I mean, no, I, I'm going to take time off here and skip Stephen. And by the way, don't take time off like Skip or Stephen A or Dan Patrick, you know what I mean, who I believe is about to go on a, quite the vacation. Um, no, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to take time off just later. I'm going to take some time off in July and August. And so, but not right now, right now, you know, with NBA free agency, I need to be on the air. I need to be discussing the Knicks giving Jalen Brooks. <laughs> Okay, $110 million. But I did wonder, though, that I wonder what Luca thinks about this. That that it feels like he needs, he can't afford to lose players like this. Now, Mark Cuban can afford maybe that, you know, they don't want to spend that money. But if you're Luca, are you closer or further away? Listen, I think that, and the maps are smart. I think they go to Luca and they say, listen, let me show you what happened with Anthony Davis. He was great at a young age. So the team overreacted, traded a lot of its future for a good but not great at the time player, Drew Holiday, gave him a defined ceiling. LeBron James, great at an early age. The team then tied, you know, said, Mo Williams, come on down. You, we, if you're good, if you're so great, sometimes what hurts you is we feel like we have to microwave it and we get a second player who is not a true difference maker, pay him like he is, and we're locked into the team. We've got, you know, a 10-year plan for you. And by the way, we went out and got uh, Christian Wood. Tim Hardaway Jr. is coming back. So we're not going to be worse. But what we're not going to do is is make it so the our big two is you and Jalen Brunson. We want the secondary player to be better than Jalen Brunson is. I think Luke is smart. And I think he would understand that. I like because, or else you get in a bit of a situation, Dan. The Hawks found themselves in. The Hawks tricked themselves a bit by believing that that conference title run was who they were. And they locked everybody up. And then this year is maybe more realistic to who they were. And they're like, oh, we're not even close to good enough. And now what do you got to do? You trade three drafts unprotected. For, and I like DeJounte Murray a lot. I think he will really help them. But now they're all in. That's their team now. It's going to be Trey, DeJounte, you know what I mean, and their other pieces. Like, that's going to be, for the bulk of the next five years, who the Hawks have. They have no flexibility. I like teams that have the flexibility for if and when Dame says, I'm sick of this. If and when somebody who's a real difference maker asks out. Better move. The Lakers didn't get Kyrie. Or the Clippers got John Wall. Oh, I think the I, I wish the Lakers had gotten Kyrie. Kyrie and LeBron work flatly. It works. So I think I think it's a bad move that they didn't get Kyrie. Mm, okay. And I am 
the John Wall thing, I'm not against. I think anyone acting like they know that John, the John Wall thing is going to work is being disingenuous. But I also think anyone acting like they know that he's cooked is being disingenuous. I He was on the shelf last year, not for injury, but because the Rockets just wouldn't play him. And we saw Al Horford that happened with him in OKC. And then Al Horford, that actually did his body good. He was good for the Celtics. I think Clippers are going to be really good. And I think anything they get out of Wall is a bonus. I was just, you know, Kyrie going back to the Nets, I think people are like, yeah, let's move on to the next story. I'm like, no, no, this is still a story. This is fluid. Yeah. Because if I'm KD, I don't know what I got here. And at what point do the Nets know, hey, he's going to play, play for that next contract? Are we going to trade him? It just feels like... What do you think's more likely? More likely than not, Kyrie finishes the season with the Nets. Even money bet, you can take yes or no. I, I, I would My never, no. I, I would never bet on him uh, to do what is logical. Like when he said, oh, you know, whatever, uh, great people or different people. Yeah. And we, you know, we changed the world. And then he opts in. Like he didn't do anything <laughs> daring. Like, dude, <laughs> that was the greatest tweet. They're like, those who dare to be different, change the world. Yeah. By daring to be different. I'm doing the most basic thing imaginable. Um, no, listen, Kyrie's a different cat. Obviously, but I I don't I agree with you. The story's not over. I think there are a lot of interesting pieces of it. One that the Nets offered him longer term contracts he didn't take. Two that the Shams reported well not Shams reported he told Shams he was opting in not telling the Nets. Three <laughs> Wendy reported that Joe's that Sean Marks had the okay from Joe Sy even if it meant losing Durant it, rather than give Kyrie the max. All of those things lead me to believe that Kyrie is on his last strike, and now that he opted in, he has no leverage. They send him anywhere. So I think that he's got to be on his you know, best behavior, and that includes no sabbaticals, no paid time off. Like, I don't know. He's not a reliable guy. I'm guessing that he'll be traded. I don't think he ends the season. Unless they're playing so well, and there is chemistry, and that – it feels like they're just waiting for KD to give the sign. Like, you know what? Go ahead. Because KD's been there for four years. It doesn't feel like they're going to ship KD after if they, you know, trade Kyrie. No, and KD's excellent. I mean, and KD doesn't want to leave. And the other thing is this. Check the Nets roster. Something will jump out to you. They don't have any forwards but Durant. They, they, have, they have a few centers a bunch of guards, and Durant is the only guy on the roster listed as, as a forward, small or power. The reason I mention that is this. they Even if Kyrie were on his best behavior, one could argue that trading him for some wing depth, you know, Durant tweeted during the draft, it's a wings league, yeah. and I think that was about the players being drafted, but it also was an interesting comment on his team that has no wings other than him. It's got small guards and shooters and then Claxton and, you know, bigs. And so I think there is an argument to be made, even if Kyrie doesn't do anything, that the Nets might look at it and say, we have, even with Ben Simmons, we have plenty of shooting. What we need is more wing defenders out there, and maybe Kyrie can get us some of those. 
And I I misspoke yesterday because I thought, you know what, Ben Simmons is going to be healthy, but I don't know mentally, physically. He went through back surgery and is not going to be available this summer until, I, I guess, training camp at, at the earliest here. So factor that I'm, factor that in. He's not going to play in the summer league. He's not going to have any run. The whole thing's not great, which is, by the way, did you see the Vegas odds on this? The Vegas odds on the Nets have been more skewed than any team I can ever remember seeing. They are the favorites in the East. They have better odds than than Milwaukee does. I don't get that at all. We're I just flatly don't understand. Yeah. The Celtics. I mean, why would they have better odds than the Celtics? I, I, I The public loves them? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Uh, great to talk to you as always. You too. I, if, if, was my internet connection screwed up here at the end? No, you're Did good. Did I mess something up for you? No I'm one. good? Oh, okay. I, I was worried about that. Okay, you enjoy your vacation. I, um, I've got something that I'm sending to you, Dan, but you're not going to be there to receive it, and now I find out no one's going to be there to sign for it. So I got a big problem that I got to take care of that I might need to hit Fritzy offline on. I might need I, I might need one of your guys to sign for something. What? Uh, so I'm just letting you. Know. You want to give me an idea of what it is? Uh, it's a it's a token of my appreciation of our friendship, and I it, you and the crew can share it. That's what I will tell you. Is it something that if we wait a week, then it might spoil? It's something I would prefer not to be left out in the sun for a week. Yeah, it's that is true. Um, and so, yeah, but I didn't time this right. And, you know, shipping delays and, you know, infrastructure plans. And I don't know. Why don't you I, wait until we're back and then send it? It's already it's it's in route is the problem. Do you want me to give up my vacation, to- not go on vacation just to get the gift that you're going to send me? No, but I might want someone to hang out at your studio tomorrow for a few hours to sign for a package. All right. I'll that, get, uh, but you don't owe me anything. You don't. You I don't know. No, no. It's a token of my appreciation of our friendship. Okay. That's all. Okay. That's all it is. Okay. How much is it worth? Uh, I don't know. Uh, is it more than my token of appreciation no, of no, our friendship? No. No, I don't know. Listen, man, I didn't want to. I don't. We we can talk about that or not. That's up to you. No, it is not. But it is. It's worth more than I would like to go to waste. Okay. It's worth. It's worth enough that if you wanted at a casino, you'd have to fill out a form. Okay. How about that? I I wanted to make sure that uh, I showed my appreciation for Nick, so I I bought him a watch. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we could talk about this on the air. No, Dan. Okay. I didn't know. I I, didn't know. Dan bought me a Breitling. I'm wearing it right now. Dan made fun of me for wearing a fake watch on television. I did. Then said, told my wife he would buy her a real one, even though she owns one in a very uncomfortable moment. (laughs) And then talked about it all on the air. Yeah. And then I felt bad. Sent me on Father's Day a package that just said, who's your daddy? And it was a Breitling. That's a true story. I know. And now I'm like, God, dog it. Now I got to get him something. You didn't. You didn't. No, no. It was it was so great to just send that and have you open it up with no no name attached to it. Just said, happy Nothing. Father's just Day. Say, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> yeah. And then I called him 
and said, what are you doing? And do you know what he said, America? What ballers do. <laughs> That's what he said. You're like 70 years old. I know. Like, what do you, you, why do you talk like this? It was such a, such a flex. And so, yeah. So right. I, I, you know, I sent something back. Right. Have a good fourth, buddy. Hey, uh, my best to the family. Oh, the kids too? Yeah, yeah the yeah. kids too. <laughs> good. All right. I'll see you later. Thank you, Goodbye. Nick. That's Nick Wright. Let's take a break when we come back. Did you have an I-team report there, Paulie? Well, people, a lot of people are asking, does Nick Wright have a ponytail or a man bun going on? Because they couldn't tell with his hair situation. It's getting longer, but it looked like it was in some type of bun. Oh, I don't think he's a bun. I don't want to, as a journalist, I don't want to accuse anybody. I think it was more mullet than bun. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing. I mean, having seen that in person. Uh, we'll keep I, an eye on the story. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see a bun, but uh, it is getting a little bit longer for a guy who had his head shaved there for a while. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, and you can find us on the iHeart Radio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know what I did last summer? I went to Italy, and it was awesome. And you know what I did before that that was even more awesomer? 
I downloaded the Viator app and I set up a bunch of great experiences for me and my family to enjoy. Like, we knew we were going to Rome, so I booked a day trip, a walking tour of ancient Rome. It was absolutely fantastic. We were heading up after that to Cinque Terre. I booked a boat cruise for the day, checked out all five villages. It was absolutely gorgeous. Speaking of gorgeous, uh, the captain of the boat that we were on was an absolute stud. He looked like his abs had been chiseled from the god Jupiter's own stomach. He was just an absolute piece of art. And you know what? If my wife had left me that day, uh, I would have been okay with it. Babe, you know what? You deserve happiness like that. Uh, So, fellas, just a heads up. uh, Check your captains. Uh, Anyway, I digress. Viator is a website and an app where you can book travel experiences uh, like the ones I just described. Uh, They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. There's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation and payment options and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking on the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences, you'll remember. Do more with Viator. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Waiting for Michael Wilbon to join us. More of your phone calls as well. I was looking at the uh, top recruits. Everybody assumes that Arch Manning is going to be great. Right? High school quarterbacks. You know, I go back, Vince Young turned out to be great. Kyle Wright went to the, the U in 2003. Rhett Bomar went to Oklahoma. These are the top-rated quarterbacks. Uh, Mark Sanchez, Matthew Stafford, um, Jimmy Clausen, Notre Dame at 07, Terrell Pryor, Ohio State, Matt Barkley, USC, Philip Sims, Alabama, Jeff Driscoll, Florida, Jameis Winston, Florida State, uh, Max Brown, USC, Kyle Allen, AM, Josh Rosen, Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson went to Mississippi and then to Michigan, uh, Davis Mills, Stanford, Trevor Lawrence. Spencer Rattler, Bryce Young, Quinn Ewers. Man, that's a, that's a hit-or-miss list there. Yeah, Paul. It's also interesting. A lot of these top recruits, they play a year or two at a school, and then there's a hotter recruit, and they cool off. Remember the guy at Clemson yeah. and Deshaun, what, Kelly Bryant? Yeah. You know, he was playing great. Yeah. You know, you look at DJ Uyunglele, he cooled off a little bit last he year. If there's someone who could replace him, uh, JT Daniels, I remember reading about him in yeah, high school. Yeah. How many schools has he got? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Ryan in South Dakota. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. Morning, Ryan. Hey, quick question for you and the fellas. Just wanted a beer question. Um, heading into the holiday here. You or the fellas have a beer that you've had a bad experience with that you just can't get near anymore, uh, whether you had too much of it or hmm. what have you. But for me, uh, Rolling Rock would be that beer um, due to the fact that before the uh, the Oklahoma-Texas football game in the fall of 1997, hmm. you get a picture of it for a quarter at a bar down by the stadium and uh, – you know, I don't know that anybody's been more banged up off of two bucks than uh, the people I saw that <laughs> night, but it's rolling rock for me. All right. I, mine, I think, would have to be hard liquor. I don't think there were any bad beer experiences. Like, um, remember, uh, what, what was the, you could mix it together, orange juice and vodka, a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boone's Farm. Mad Dog. Mad Dog 2020. That was big in high school. Yeah. Big. Yeah, that was not good. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Jeff in Ohio. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, there's one beer that was manufactured in Cincinnati, and I don't believe I heard you mention it yet, but that is Little King. Yeah, Little King's Cream Ale. Yeah, the little seven-ounce bottles, uh, those things had several advantages. Uh, one of them is they got cold quickly because they were such a small bottle. Two, they never really got warm because they weren't around long enough. It only took two or three good pulls on a bottle to empty them. And number three, you're my age, so uh, I, a lot of us used to wear Army fatigue jackets. And those things had about 20 pockets in them. <laughs> and you could literally get a case of Little Kings <laughs> all around your body yeah. and sneak into the football game as long as nobody bumped into you because <laughs> you would clank. So if you could sneak in without getting bumped into, you were good. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. It's like you're bringing in grenades. <laughs> just, just don't bump into me. Little Kings Cream Ale. The shorties would like those as well. But uh, that was another green bottle. Little King's Cream Ale. Uh, Lee in New York. Hey, Lee, what's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate sure. it. Yeah. I was wondering, uh, you ever hear of Jenny Red Eye? No. Yeah, it's Genesee from uh, upstate New York. Okay. Genesee Cream Ale also. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody's got a local beer. But I remember uh, Jenny Cream Ale. I thought that was from Pennsylvania. Jenny Jenny Cream Ale or Genesee Beer. Uh, James in Virginia joins us. Hi, James. What's on your mind? Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Thursday, Friday Eve, 4th of July weekend. Happy 4th of July, DP, Danette. We are the commanders, man. Salute the commanders. Man, I'm just calling in, man, because the end of the day, I wanted to say happy 4th of July, of course. But the end of the show yesterday, nobody wanted to take the commanders over eight wins, man. <laughs> and I called in before about this bet, man. But I want this to be the last time I ask for it. This will be the last year. So I'm going to take it a step further, man. I'm going to say the commanders win the NFC East. Commanders win the NFC East. If they win, I get to come in for the day and hang out on a meet Friday. 
If they lose, I will sponsor a meet Friday for y'all, man. So, you know, I'm always loving to listen, guys, man. Y'all have a wonderful 4th of July weekend and a vacation, and I can't wait to see y'all after the Commanders win the NFC East this <laughs> okay. year. Have a great day. Marv, did you want a piece of James in Virginia there? I'm taking that all okay. day. Okay, all right. Marv's going to take you up on that. James loves his Commanders. He loves them maybe a little too much. There. I wish I loved anything as much as he loves the Commanders. <laughs> yeah, your wife wishes that you loved her as much as James loves the Commanders. Oh, absolutely. He's always looking for the positives there. Always. Seton, update the poll results. Well, we, uh, if Fritzy can't find Michael Wilbon, he doesn't get any uh, of the mini hot dogs. Oh, no, dang, no, that no. is messed up. Well, the, the big segment? No, no Wilbon, no mini hot dogs. Oh, Todd's over there on the phone with Wilbon. Scrambling, scrambling. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, let's just let's do it on the phone if you're happy. Okay. <laughs> Todd is. Uh, see, you don't want to do this on the last day before you have vacation where you're. Yeah, you know, you final you, guest before. Yeah, okay. Paulie will do his Fritzy. It, 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 it appears the, 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 the Zoom is not working. We can go to the phone. We'll go to the, the Zoom is not working. I'll send, you, I'll send you a link. Can I send you the link again? You had the link. I'll send the link again. Uh, Fritzy, we can do the phone with Will Bond. Yep, he's efforting. Yeah. He's efforting. The yes, phone. yes, Mark. And Fritzy's the type where this is going to bother him yeah. the entire vacation. <laughs> so it's not like it's Thursday. Then you have tomorrow to redeem yourself. It's Thursday, then it's a week off. And, and you know, we would never remind him of this no. during vacation. <laughs> no. Where we would go, uh, Fritzy, pardon the interruption, but I just wanted to see how your vacation is well, going. You know what's going to happen tonight? <laughs> Todd's going to send a story about, like, the Atlanta Braves or something, and it's going to be like, Todd, what the hell are we supposed to do with this? We're off for 10 days. Oh, I know. I know. Fritz, what's, what's the story? Is Mike there? Michael Wilbon's ready to go. Oh, Michael Wil the elusive, the peripatetic Michael Wilbon is here on the program. Mike, how are you today? I'm pretty good, Dan. How are you? Good. Am I on a uh, speakerphone? No, you're not. Oh. Wait a minute. Hold on for a sec. That sounds a little uh, hollow there. You can't put that on there. So. <laughs> There's a few things... That are a sign of things going terribly than Todd running between yes. these two rooms. Yes, <laughs> he doesn't run. Yes, yeah. So fastly he, walking. He runs. He runs in the back where the big German and uh, Dylan are. It's more of a skipping walk. Yeah. There's Wilbon. I could see him right there on a, on a Zoom call. Mike, I could see you. Oh, there I could you see go. You couldn't see me. No, I couldn't. How are you doing? Got your Northwestern good. sweatshirt on, looking good. Always. Yeah. Um, I the Freddie Freeman story. It's kind of fascinating here because I'm not sure what happens as we move forward. He's playing well, but if you're a Dodger teammate, how do you feel about Freddie Freeman with what has now transpired in the last 48 hours? I think you feel like we think Clayton Kershaw felt. But, Dan, you know what? I mean, think of all the times. Okay, we know all the details. We know a lot of details here. We know how Freddie felt because he's Freddie Freeman because he's, you know, MVP once, you know, removed. Uh, because they, the Braves won. We know all these details. How many times does a player have regrets about a signing, particularly when leaving a place where he was a king? I think it happens way more than we know because we know the details of this. Um, it seems like, oh, my God. I mean, Casey Close has been an elite agent for a long, long time. 
And so all you have this confluence of circumstance that stances that put you in a position where it looks like, oh my God, this is a, I don't think this is that rare at all, Dan. I think people have regrets all the time about where they sign and they, they usually get over it, usually, in a situation like Freddie Freeman's. But it's clear to me he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go, but it's not the first time that's happened either. But can you remember an athlete this emotional? Yeah. About, but yeah. I mean, I remember come up with like one. Like retiring, you would see this. Yeah. I mean, this was Dick Vermeil. Like, like, what's going on here? <laughs> he didn't seem, you know, at, did, you, did you question this in real time? Like when you saw him accept the ring, go to the plate, hug whoever it was at first base, at the time, did you say, uh-oh, something's wrong here? No, I, I just thought, okay, during the lockout, trying to get this done, you know, it felt like that's where he belonged, that he loved the Braves and, and he grew up in the organization and that, okay, he'll flirt with somebody, but right. he's, he's coming back. You yeah. know, it's like Chipper Jones was never leaving or, you know, Dale Murphy eventually left and went to the Phillies. But, you know, these guys, it feels like certain market. Tony Gwynn wasn't leaving. There's yeah, certain Tony, guys. I, Tony Gwynn, Cal Ripken Jr. I mean, they're, it, 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 yes, it was a surprise. But, you know, so few people stay forever in one place now that, you know, it just seemed like, okay, you know, he, he got his ring, he won, he's fulfilled, yeah. he's going to go on and do this other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't think I gave much pause to it other than I thought of Pujols. Because yes. the, the Cardinals did the right thing. Let's not embarrass him and not give him an offer. They got a Hall of Fame career out of those 10 years. And yeah. they probably said, go get him. Go, go take, you know, take the uh, Angels. We, we, we would encourage you to take that. They were respectful to, to him. I thought the Braves were doing that. Let's be yeah. respectful, but go ahead. I wouldn't turn down that offer from the Dodgers. Yeah, and then we find out the TikTok the behind the scenes of the entire thing. I think, I guess my point, having covered teams and people for a long time is, there are more of these than we think, mm. where there's something that happens in the background that's, that, that shoves a person out a little bit more than just, oh, let me jump. He's Michael Wilbon, pardon the interruption, with uh, Tony Kornheiser. Of course, you were at the NBA Finals, and... The uh, greatness of the Golden State Warriors was on uh, center stage there. Is it still Steph? Like, as Steph goes, because we look at when athletes get a little bit older, can, how long can Steph be Steph, and what's that mean for the Warriors when he can't be what he is right now? Well, that's what was really interesting about Draymond Green saying they could win three of the next four. You know, unlikely. People get injured. Oh, wait, they just had that people get old, other people coming up and other teams become, I mean, young studs are trying to take you out all the time. And that's going to happen to the Warriors if they don't just retire on their own. So do I think they can do this again next year? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think they're primed for it. When Steve Kerr said you usually better the second year, Dan, he was right on the money. I mean, to me, the greatest Bulls team of all time was the second one, not the one that won 
73 games, 72 games. But the team that Horace Grant, before Dennis Robin got there, had Horace Grant, John Paxson, they beat, I think, Portland. That was the greatest Bulls team. That was the truly the second team. Not just the second of the two three-peats, but the second one. So I think the Warriors have that in them. But does it last forever? No. But nobody ever learns that. And not in our business either. I mean, I understand athletes feeling this way. That's what they're supposed to do. They better have that irrational confidence that borders on delusion. But when people in our business just buy into it and start saying stupid stuff and automatically come up with a question, <laughs> it just makes me angry. And I want to call every show that I see this happening and say, you're an idiot. Stop being an idiot. Study sports. Study the history of sports. Study the history of any sport. And you don't just get people winning in bunch. I know the NBA and the NHL have more multiples. They have more repeaters. But they don't just go, you know, eight in 10 years or whatever the suggestions are. And it's not so easy just, oh, yeah, they're going to win next year. And the odds makers and the who's favored. All of this hype makes me angry now. I'm, I'm old, Dan. You know this. <laughs> and I get angry at the suggestion that it's so easy to win championships. I'm not saying Draymond Green's saying that because he didn't say that. Do you have a lawn in Arizona for people to get off of? No, I know there's no real you know, no I made grass. grass. <laughs> no, no real grass. At Get all. off my rocks, you know. <laughs> Get off my dry straw or whatever it is. But do but, you but, think you helped usher in the hot takes, you and Tony? No, no, because we don't because we don't do that. No. I tell people when they say stuff to me about that's a great question. I say, no, I don't have a hot take. I have an opinion which is layered. Yeah. It's usually nuanced. It may also be, yeah, I, I kind of agree with part of that. And I don't have hot takes, and I actually hate them. But I it feels like, though, Mike, your answers are bite-sized portions. Therefore, it, it's almost presented in a hot take fashion because you and Tony split two minutes on a topic. Yeah, but, but two minutes. Aren't hot takes a lot shorter? I don't even know. Different. I'm not a hot take guy. It, <laughs> I got no hot takes coming out of the oven, Mike. I just don't. When people say you don't you have don't. hot takes, I go, you know what? How about just an opinion? Maybe I, there are times when I go, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or how about this? Yeah, the other guy's right. You know, which, I mean, Tony and I disagree a lot less than people think we do. We're loud in getting there. Yeah. But, but, but it's, it's less disagreement. But no, I, I don't because there are too many times that over time I may also change or move that position a little bit based on circumstances. So, no, I, I, hot takes, eh, eh. Um, NBA free agency, the Knicks are back. They got Jalen Brunson. No, they're not. And so right now, I'm in Chicago right now where Jalen Brunson grew up and played at a high school where, you know, friends of the family are. I love Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is self-made more than any really, really, really good NBA player. Any player of his stature. This kid did not have NBA written all over him at all, even though his dad, as we know, played in the league. But Dan, he's not, they're gonna, they're gonna put pressure on this kid. This signing, this circumstance, the way it went down, is gonna put pressure on Jalen Brunson that he does not deserve. It's gonna try to make something of him that he is not. He's a terrific NBA player. But look at and what I'm happened with that. Julius Randle. That man. Julius Randle, second-team All-NBA. 
And then this last season, they turned on him. And I worry that they're going to they're gonna look at yes. Jalen Brunson. Maybe for one of the few times they've seen him, they're like, wait, we spent $27 right. million a year on this? And he's not Clyde Frazier? Yeah. No. And I feel, I feel for him already and love him. Love him. <laughs> Don't love the circumstance he's in, Dan. I know. I, and, and by the way, he's not a one. I'm not even sure he's a real two. I think that he, he's, a, he's part of an ensemble, and you'd love to have him, and you can win with him. But not with him dragging a team like the Knicks, the team with more pressure usually than anybody to be something that they're not. I, I, I worry for him. He's a great kid. Michael, great to talk to you as always. And yeah, uh, you. hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining See, us. No hot takes now. Don't give in to that. Stay no, no. I, 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 I give lukewarm takes. <laughs> like a like a nice warm bath, Mike. I no no hot takes. No That's hot great. takes. That's yeah. great. No but, hot takes. Thank you, buddy. That's Michael Wilbon, or as Steve Spurrier referred to him, Wilbon. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. If you're watching on Peacock, we are going to go out and enjoy a Fourth of July feast. Everybody, Todd, you snuck in. Snuck in. Well, because I said no Wilbon, no mini hot dogs. But uh, you get to have some hot dogs. No gas, no squeegee. All right. No no gas, no squeegee. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice, is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQ.